Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, podcast. In this episode, Stefan and special guest Ian Stanley, a brilliant marketer, also known as Lie Topaz, Muscle Funson, Guypreneur, and Tiny Robbins, etc. They're going to be dropping super inspiring insights on topics, including how to turn your disadvantages into your biggest advantages to achieve a whole new level of success in life, the mindset shift to turn your ideas into profit, no matter how absurd they sound at first. By the way, if you want to be featured in an episode of The Road to a Billion and get your questions answered too, you can do so by joining Stefan's email list to get the registration link for future shows. Just go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com, S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com, slash subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit the subscribe button now to get notified about new episodes the moment they're released. Enjoy. What I want to talk about real quick before we go into taking uh, questions and answering them is really this idea of turning adversity into a weapon. I wrote about this to my email list uh, this morning, and I was inspired to write about it after some conversations with Ian this week. I was talking with Ian about these cool stories of all these people I come into contact with and get to help and um, you know, through Justin and Stefan Talk Copy or my email list or whatever it is. And I was mentioning uh, Wynn, who is in Nigeria. He's 20 years old and he was sharing content, posting, talking about his story, his struggles. And I ended up hiring him and people just absolutely love him. He's on the call here. Wynn, what's up, buddy? Um, you know, Jeff, who's on this call too, Jeff uh, Kahuthu, who is in Kenya, messaged me, was in like 150 square foot, like, I was about to say a one-bedroom apartment, but it was just one room, right, Jeff? It was just like, you know, your bed, your kitchen, your workstation, and like a small room. And then, you know, you've over time become like a really incredible copywriter and you've got all these awesome clients and you're, you know, you showed me a picture the other day of like your monitors and computers and your whole professional setup, uh, all this awesome stuff, man. Uh, you know, I talked to Kimmy Du, who's on this call. She's 16. She's you know, crushing it, working with clients, doing all that awesome stuff. Elijah, who's in Nigeria. There's Krishna and Hadley who are in India. There's all these people who are doing amazing stuff. And the, the thing that Ian kind of pointed out to me was like for all of these people who I'm mentioning, who are all incredible human beings, incredible copywriters, incredible marketers, um, you know, they could sit around and look at 
being in like Nigeria or being in Kenya is like a disadvantage. Well, if I was in America, I'd have an easier time getting American clients or, um, you know, Kimmy could be like, well, I'm 16. So I, you know, that's why I'm not getting hired. But instead of that, uh, all the folks I mentioned and more are just, you know, they're taking what could be a disadvantage, you know, as far as getting clients goes and, and building their careers and they're turning them into like these wins and these victories and they're doing it by sharing their story. And when you share your story and you share who you are and where you've come from and you're really authentic about it, people really resonate with it. And so I think Ian, like you pointed that out to me really helped to, I, you know, I kind of knew it a little bit subconsciously, but I really appreciated that you were so explicit with it and it was really inspiring. And then with that being said, Ian, I want to let you go ahead and speak to this sort of idea a bit because I know it is something you're very passionate about. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, so when it comes to adversity, disadvantages, and, you know, how most of the world looks at the world, uh, I believe that, you know, the only constant is change and the only true constant outside of that is that everything in the world is a double-edged sword nothing exists on its own as a good or bad thing it's just our perception and our attachment of values to it the reason why babies are so stoked all the time is because they don't look at a tree and go that's a tree they just look at stuff and they don't have any labels and so they don't have any attachment values to anything and then we start to become you know conscious little humans who can speak and label stuff and then we get really bummed out uh or maybe if you're you know, maybe you don't. And I tended to have a pretty good happiness meter, which was nice. But the reality is that everybody looks at somebody else and tends to think, well, they've had it easy or they've had it hard. And the reality is nothing exists in a vacuum is a good or bad thing. It's just the values attached to it. So when somebody, you know, it's very easy to look at my life and I even have a joke, I do stand up as well. And I have a joke and, you know, I talk about being about white privilege and you know, yes, it's a real thing. And I say, people just look at me and they just assume that I've just had this really easy life. And, and I have. And, uh, and so it's, you know, people just think, oh, a white guy, that's, you know, that's the ultimate right now. Well, the reality is actually it's probably the worst time to ever be a white guy. It's been great for a long time. Don't get me wrong. But right now it's, you know, we're not the most popular group of people. But, uh, you know, what people don't identify with is the story of, well, so I was, uh, I was born to a mother and father with above average intelligence who are world-class athletes who both spent a good amount of time or a lot of time with me and loved me. Um, and of course, you know, I'm a human, I have traumas. There were issues of course, but the reality is, you know, you could look and go, oh, that's a pretty solid, you know, upbringing. Right. And, uh, and then you can look at somebody like Wynn or somebody in, you know, somebody in Nigeria and go, well, man, they've got all the disadvantages, but I don't have that story. And you do have that story. And we were talking about the guy who's in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. And you can easily go, right. Real. He's a quadriplegic and you go, man, that's so sad. And of course, of course that is, but there's, he's got a story that's so much that is deeply impactful inherently. And so you can look at these things and go, well, I'm a victim of this. Or you can go, how is this disadvantage? My biggest advantage. I've written entire newsletters on this about how, you know, there's two things I want to touch on. One is that we all become a victim of our strengths and nobody talks about this. Not just that we have weaknesses opposing our strengths, but our strengths quite literally create weaknesses. We become a victim of whatever our strengths are. So because I write copy super fast, right? And I've written most of my best sales pages in about 45 minutes. I go, I'll, I'll come back and, you know, tweak it and make it better later, but it works. And so I just become a victim of that strength and I never go back and really dial it in to get it to that completely next level. Right. 
or you look at um, somebody who's very good at paid ads and building a list, right? And they're so good at building the list that they don't become good at monetizing the list. We had a guy in, on a unit call yesterday, which is my membership group, and he was like, yeah, there's this, uh, these people are running paid ads, they do 300 grand a month, and they've got a million person, million leads that they've never sent an email to. Now that's because they're so good at generating leads that they don't even bother sending them anything because they go and sell them to other businesses and stuff. So whatever your strengths are, whether it's, you know, some people go and look at a good looking person and guess what? Most good looking people aren't that interesting. What's, what's ideal is if you spent a bit of your teenage years being fat and looking like uh, a little girl, which is how I spent some of my teenage years, that makes you develop a personality. And then if you become mildly good looking later in life, now you're interesting. Now, if you're ugly, you end up having to probably be funny or do something else. There's always a resulting benefit of whatever your disadvantage is. So whatever it is that you're experiencing, there is some opposite advantage if you look at it. And this is the last thing I'll say on this so we can keep going. But I'll, <clears throat> when it came to doing stand-up, which is the thing that I love the most in the entire world, I basically stopped for a handful of years, for, for a few years, because I had this idea in my mind that I don't look like a traditional stand-up comedian. So I would say to my friends, I'd be like, you know, the worst thing you can be in stand-up is an in-shape, reasonably good-looking white guy. But there's nothing funny about healthy white people, especially healthy white men, right? Nothing funny about that. And so I would tell that to my friends, and I just went, yeah, and that's, you know, and, and other comics don't t didn't like me, to be perfectly honest. They would make comments about me on stage after. They'd be upset. It's like American guys don't like English guys. They're like, oh, you just going to come over here and have sex with our women. You just go up. And, you know, and I, you know, I say, guys, just assume I just go up to a girl, say a few sentences, and she wants to sleep with me. And it's like, that's not true. Sometimes it's only one sentence. Um, and, uh, and so that's why I love that joke. Um, but the reality is I let that stop me because I thought of this thing as this disadvantage of I don't look like a traditional comic. So therefore, how am I going to succeed in this world of, you know, you can be in shape and black, you can be in shape and Asian, you can be skinny and white or fat and white, but you're not supposed, you know, you can be weird looking and white. And so I went, well, there's no space for me in this. And so I let that stop me. And then one day I realized this is not my disadvantage. This means that I can be the only one to fill that space. I can have my own niche. I can dominate this category and acknowledge it because other you've got it. It's comedy and copy are very similar. The number one rule is to enter the conversation in their head. So when I walk on stage, people typically, I don't like, I don't want to like this guy, right? He just looks like a bit of a douche. Look at his hair. And, uh, and that, well, Dane Cook's not a good looking guy. Look at that guy's face. That's not a good looking person. That's a, that's an energetic person. Um, that is not a good looking person. Um, and so when you, when you get on stage, you have to enter the conversation in their head and you have to acknowledge the things that people are already thinking. And that's what I loved about, I, I don't know if it was Wynn or if it was uh, somebody else who we were looking at one of the things they sent to some or what they maybe sent to you, Stefan. And they're like, I know I'm from Nigeria. I know what you're thinking. Uh oh, this is another scam. You know, yeah. you have to acknowledge and, and acknowledge objections in advance and deal with the thoughts that are going on in their head and stand up and copy are very similar in that way, where you think of the objections in advance. You think of what are they probably thinking? That's why I have to say the accent thing. I've done that joke for five years. I've never thought it was that funny. It has never not gotten a laugh because it's the conversation going in their head. And so 
whatever it is that they're thinking, you have to acknowledge that and take your dis what you think is a disadvantage. And what this is what I would I'll end with this is make a list of what you think all your disadvantages are, and then make a, co a column right next to it and put what are the resulting advantages you could have from those disadvantages. Well, I'm a you know I'm a quadriplegic. Well, guess what? That makes for an incredible uplifting story, right? It means that you don't have to waste your time with things like running and lifting weights, right? Look at these, as much as that may sound like a joke, seriously, write out your disadvantages and then write in a column next to it all of the resulting advantages that could happen because of that. And it'll completely change your life and you'll stop being a victim. That's awesome, Ian. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, I think uh, just looking at the, the comments and the chat, uh, people were just like, holy shit, I love this perspective, you know, great insights. This is good. And it is, it's so, uh, it's so powerful, man. It's so motivating. And so really glad you're, I know, you know, I know you hate being on this and, um, I know you're really disappointed that you've had to spend your time here, but really yep. glad to, to have you here. Um, so I, cool. I'm happy to be here. Obviously. I know you are. And so everyone, you know, just going to get that, this is kind of uh, out of the way. Ian and I have a freelancing course coming out in the next couple of weeks here. And in addition to that, we've done some other videos about following up, um, how to kind of post in Facebook and use LinkedIn. We're creating a ton of content for it. So the course isn't live yet, but it'll be live in the next couple of weeks here. And um, we're really excited about it. It's, it's going to be really yeah. awesome. And we're going to send you guys a video from, uh, from basically how we decided to do all this. I found that the best products I've created have come from the idea of what would I have wanted when I was starting with this or the way I like to think of it for myself is what if somebody erased all of my brain of the things I had learned about this topic? How could I learn it in one tenth or one one hundredth of the time that I had to learn it, that I learned it in? And that's where Stefan and I, we were going through these case studies and we were recording some extra content for this course. And we were just like, damn, neither one of us had this shit. No. We, just, we just figured it out. We had to figure it out. And, and especially with freelancing, one of the hardest things when I started like really freelancing and making good money out. I was like, you don't know how to set up your deals and you don't know how to like, that's, there's no real way to just, you have to get experienced or you just mimic the successful people. And I didn't have these really great contract like deal setups. And then I, I figured that out and that's what made, that's why I've been able to make so much as a freelancer while not working very much. And, uh, and so it's really cool that Stefan and I finally are getting this out because we did this in November and the results for people, by the way, were crazy. The people who were in the room, one went from doing, you know, his biggest month ever was six grand. Now he's done over 30 grand a month. He's doing over 20 grand a month consistently. We've had probably four or five of the people who doubled to quadrupled their income from showing up just for that one day in that room. And now we've added all these other pieces to the, um, to the content. And so I'm super excited for people to go through it because this is stuff that Stefan and I literally didn't have. And I think what separates Stefan and I from so many freelancers is how much we're able to charge and how little we end up tending to work compared to other people who, you know, who do the same type of thing. So if I was a freelancer, it was, you know, it's something that I like starting, not even starting out at any point. We had people who had been doing it for what, 10, 15 years who showed yeah. up and who still double tripled their income. Um, and it's a good sort of mix for Stefan and I, because we have different types of personalities. And so we originally had the idea of this uh, introvert extrovert system of if you're more extroverted, 
my methods are going to work quite well for you if you're more introverted Stefan's methods are going to work really well for you and you have to base it off of your personality and so we ended up basically uh we had this idea and Stefan was like I want to take a private jet from New York to Vegas and I was like you should he's like should I do it is that a good I was like it's definitely a good idea if I'm on the on the jet with you and he's like well how can we you know how can we pay for it while we're on the jet and that be and that's also one of the most important shifts in in living that you can ever make is instead of asking the question can I afford it you ask the question how can I afford it and so we had this idea for this workshop we came up with it while we were on the flight we sold the workshop and we made the money back and uh, and we recorded it and but we what we did is we recorded a video on the jet for about an it's an hour and 20 minutes of content talking about money about persuasion about freelancing and we're going to give that to you guys for free so Stefan will send it to his list I'll send it to mine um, and we'll give you guys that video to watch uh, as well so um, yeah just as a little aside there for you no it's great and yeah the jet thing is cool we'll get to questions in, in less than two minutes I'm super pumped about it uh, but that is a good point because like we, even with the jet thing like I, I get it not most you know night most people aren't going to go get a private jet but like for us again it was like well, we want to do this. How do we make it work? How do we create an ROI from this activity? And then like by creating content on the jet, it was super fun. We weren't like annoyed. It didn't feel like a chore. We're here just having awesome conversations and recording it. Uh, then by the way, that also turns the jet flight into a, a straight up tax write-off because it was already kind of a write-off, you know, because it was for business travel. But then if the government wants to come to me and like look at, you know, and be like, well, you can't write this whole thing off. It's like, here's the video. We literally recorded yep. and worked on this jet the whole time. So then that entire flight is in a write off too. Um, and when said, I see the introversion in your eyes. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I didn't realize that it was, you know, they were that true, uh, revealing, but I appreciate it. Let me know when, but the point is it was turning something, right. That's how you kind of take, um, a liability and turn it into like an asset. So, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop in and answer some questions. So if you haven't put them in the QA yet, make sure you do that. And uh, our Q and A, uh, Ed, thanks for usually, you know, we would have heard more from Ed and I do miss you and your sweet voice, Ed, but we're going to get some more Ed Ray time, uh, here. So, uh, Ed, you want to go ahead and just sort of tell us who we got up first. All right. I got plenty of Ed time. I I'm good. I'm good on my Ed time. <laughs> I've, I've been having an, an hour or two a week with him. You know, and it's just, God, it's excruciating dealing with this kid. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F a n paul and then my last name is georgi g-e-o-r-g-i.com so stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe and i will see you in my email list